back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ryan. We're just continuing right along. Talking about my man Ezra. <coughs> pardon me, pardon me, man. I'm still shaking these little buggies in my body. I'm buggy free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I learned about Ezra's posse. The exiles who returned with him. Here is a list of the family leaders and the genealogies of those who came with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. So the fact that you said it came with me lets you know that Ezra is actually the one who must have written this, this book. From the family, I'm, I have... Um, a lot of Bibles have, like my Bible, the Tony Evans Study Bible has a little uh, breakdown of each book. Let you know when, what time period it was written and who was, who was the possible author. Because sometimes it's not always clear who the author was. And uh, it gives a good little outline. I'm I'm refraining from reading those for now. Like I did in some previous recordings, so I'll read before I start the book. But just my intuition from him saying that, just saying, hey, these are the people who came with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes makes me think that he wrote this. Go but then you don't have to take my word for it for it. <laughs> Go check it out for yourself. All right, verse two. From the family of Phinehas, Gershom. From the family of Ithamar, Daniel. From the family of David, Hadash. A descendant of Shechaniah. From the family of a descendant of Shechaniah. Hadash is a, is, a, is a descendant of Shechaniah. From the family of Parash, Zechariah, and 150 other men were registered. From the family of Pehath, Moab. Eliholnai, son of Zerahiah, and 200 other men from the family of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jehaziel, and 300 other men from the family of Aden, Ebed, son of Jonathan, and 50 other men. Let's spell A-D-I-N. From the family of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and 70 other men. From the family of Shephatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and 80 other men. From the family of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and 218 other men. From the family of Bani, Shelemith, son of Josephiah, and 160 other men. From the family of Bebei, Zechariah, son of Bebe, and 20 other men. From the family of Asgad, Shohanan, son of Hakatan, and 110 other men. From the family of Adonikam, who came later, Eliphalet, 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 Jehu, Shemaiah, and 60 other men. From the family of Bigbe, Uthai, or Uthai, Zakur and 70 other men. Ezra's journey to Jerusalem. 
I assembled the exiles at the Ahava Canal. And we camped there for three days while I went over the list of the people and the priest who had arrived. I found that not one Levi had volunteered to come along. So I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerib, Elnathan. I guess there was more Elnathans. There's two of them. Nathan, Zechariah, and Mishalem who were leaders of the people. I also sent for Joarib and Elnathan, who were men of discernment. I sent them to Edo, Edo, the leader of the Levites at Casaphiah, to ask him and his relatives and the temple servants to send us ministers for the temple of God at Jerusalem. Since the gracious hand of our God was on us, they sent us a man. Since the gracious hand of our God was on us, they sent us a man named Sherebiah, along with 18 of his sons and brothers. He was a very astute man and a descendant of Mali, who was a descendant of of Levi, son of Israel. Verse 19, they also sent Hashabiah together with Jeshiah from the descendants of Merari and 20 of his sons and brothers and 220 temple servants. The temple servants were assistants to the Levites, a group of temple workers first instituted by King David and his officials. They were all listed by name and there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We pray that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we travel. Let's run that back real quick. Rewind. Verse 21. And there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves. I'm not a big fan of fasting. But here's an example of a fast that was declared. By Ezra. And these are the things specifically whenever you do fast. Once again, I've said before, there are so many different types of fast that you could do. Fast where you just drink water, just drink juice. Some people don't eat any, they'll like refrain from sugar. Um, it's all different types of fasting you can do. Daniel fast. Fast from social media, fast from video games, fast from movies, entertainment, all that, right? The biggest thing, though, any type of fast you do, it's really the goal is to draw closer to the Lord, help you discern God's wisdom even more, and pray, have specific things that you're praying for. In this case, he prayed that he would, they would give, have a safe journey, that they would have protection, over their children, over the all the all the things that they own, their goods as they travel. Because back then, people don't realize traveling was actually dangerous back in the day. Like if you ever play that game Oregon Trail, where you going from the east to the west coast, and or where where did Oregon Trail start? Was it in Oklahoma going to California? I can't remember where it started. I should know this history fact, but yeah. Anyway, 
There were snakes and typhoid. I don't even know what typhoid is. I think it's some type of disease that lurks in water, I think. Something. I don't know. One of them diseases. Beans and disease. Yeah, you could die. Yeah. Didn't have alligators over that way. But you get my point. Animals could gore you. The cold swoop in. Tornadoes. Dust storms. Malaria, I don't know. Yeah, mosquitoes. Even back over in that way, I don't know what kind of stuff they had over that way, but yeah, that was all. And then, yeah, you had people, random village people, pop out and, and ambush you. So traveling was nothing. It's not just like nowadays where you just pray that, you know, some some drunk person don't don't hit your car. You know, we just we get on the highway and just pray against accidents that our car will, you know, run properly. Back then, you had a lot more things to worry about. A lot more things to worry about. Anyway, all right, let's keep going. Verse 22. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him. But his fierce, fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So he fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And he heard our prayer. I appointed 12 leaders of the priest Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and 10 other priests to be in charge of transporting the silver, the gold, the gold bowls, and the other items that the king, his council, his officials, and all the people of Israel had presented for the temple of God. I weighed the treasure as I gave it to them, and I found the totals to be as follows. 24 tons of silver, 7,500 pounds of silver articles, 7,500 pounds of gold, 20 gold bowls, equal in value to 1,000 gold coins. Ooh, that's a lot. Two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. And I said to these priests, you and these treasures have been set apart as holy to the Lord. This silver and gold is a voluntary offering to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Silver and gold. All right, verse 29. Guard these treasures well until you present them to the leading priest, the Levites, and the leaders of Israel who will weigh them at the storerooms of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. So the priests and the Levites accepted the task of transporting these treasures of silver and gold to the temple of our God in Jerusalem. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. No fame or fortune. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Mm. All right, verse 31. We broke camp. <clears throat> Hold on, let me back it up. <clears throat> so the priests and Levites accepted the task of transporting these treasures of silver and gold to the temple of our God in Jerusalem. Verse 31. We broke camp at the Ahava Canal on April 19th and started off 
to Jerusalem, and the gracious hand of our God protected us and saved us from our enemies and bandits along the way. Yeah, swiper no swiping. So we arrived safely in Jerusalem where we rested for three days. Why three days? Why didn't you rest two days? Why didn't you rest four days? Why three days? On the fourth day after our arrival, the silver, gold, and other valuables were weighed at the temple of our God and entrusted to Miramoth, son of Uriah, the priest, and to Eleazar, son of Phinehas, along with Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Benui. Both of them were Levites. Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the total weight was officially recorded. Then the exiles who had come out of captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel. They presented 12 bulls for all the people of Israel, as well as 96 rams and 97 male lambs. They also offered 12 male goats as a sin offering. All this was given as a burnt offering to the Lord. The king's decrees were delivered to his highest officers and the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, who then cooperated by supporting the people and the temple of God. Pretty straightforward, I say. How do you spell posse? I'm about to Google that word. Right, I'll be back. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.